Hey guys, welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what we heard on Sunday and help apply it to our lives on Monday. Today, I'm going to be joined by our associate pastor at the East Campus, Kurt Petersheim, and we're going to be also joined by the South Campus, Pastor Gary Thompson. Today, we're going to be talking about Colossians 3, verses 1 through 17, and it's this new life in Christ. What does it look like? How does it really work? And just all of the, the intricacies that go with it. It's going to be some tough conversation we're going to have today because it's some amazing scripture, but it really does pierce the heart. So be prepared. Uh, and I hope you answer these discussion questions honestly. All right, let's jump into the podcast. Welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what we've heard on Sunday and apply it to our lives on Monday. Today, uh, I'm here with Kurt Petersheim. Hey, everybody. And Gary Thompson. Hey, I think I got the same shirt on as last time. I don't wear it every time. This is the official shirt of the After Church Podcast. So. <laughs> You've been holding on to that one. Like, I need to say this. Yeah, you have. You were replied about that. funny. After Church funny. Podcast brought to you by Under Armour. Nobody would have known it until you said it. Maybe not. Oh, <laughs> uh, I noticed. Did you? <laughs> no, I had okay. no idea. Uh, anyway, well, we're in uh, week four, week right? Four. Week four of Colossians, but in Colossians chapter three, uh, verses one through 17 is where we're going to focus today. Uh, and I really just want to kind of jump in uh, talking about, first off, just maybe a quick recap of what we talked about last week to get mm-hmm. us set up for kind of this shift in in Paul's language. It seems like he's gone from the theology doctrine part to now moving into maybe some more yeah. uh, life applications. So just a quick recap, Kurt, what... what of last week, yeah. just just last week specifically. Um, so yeah, last week as it was beginning, like you said, Paul gets so deep in theology with most of his letters. Is how he works and goes to who Jesus is, what the gospel is, all of that. So last week was a lot about just again that that Christ in you message, and he was really started to get to the meat of that, like what's going on in Colossae, the false teachings mm-hmm. and worldly philosophies and self-made religion that he's talking about. And he's just continuing to bring his audience and bring us by extension, just back to, man, it's just Christ. As he talks about like this teacher that's separated himself from the head, he says, which mm-hmm. is Christ, um, who, whatever he was teaching and however he was teaching that, um, seemed to really be getting off the center there. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, I mean, again, that was just last week's message of, man, you're in Christ. Don't now start trying to live like you're not and mm-hmm. trying to supplement Jesus in the gospel with otherworldly Right. things, worldly mindsets, worldly philosophies. Yeah. So. yeah. And we had the warning that we tend to do that too, even today. That's why it's so yeah. applicable. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cameron preached last week and uh, same thing that uh, I thought he did a great job of explaining that you're saved by grace mm-hmm. and you, that Christ is in you. But we've got, like you said, Kurt, this philosophy, these traditions that want to pull us yeah. and, and we want to add them on and make that. Right. And he's like, and Cameron made this point, keep being saved by grace. Just mm. stay there. Yeah, and that thought, never changes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. Yes. None of this other stuff matters. That, that Just keep being saved by grace. Yeah. yeah. Kurt used a good example. I don't know if you've heard about it already, but he had a glass pitcher of water on stage and uh, then he had like a, a cup. So he dipped a little bit of the cup into the water. And so there was room in the cup, right? There's still room in the cup mm. and the cup represents Christ. Like, well, we kind of sometimes dip the picture, in. The picture being the picture, Christ. I'm sorry, yeah. picture being Christ. So we dip in there and we get a little of Jesus, right? We get yeah. just enough, maybe a lot of Jesus even, but there's room on top for us to try to fill it with other things of the yeah. world. And, and it was a beautiful example because I always try to figure out how do you explain to people what Paul is saying when he says, 
that you're in Christ and Christ is in you. Mm-hmm. That seems like two different things, right? right? You mind Christ or is Christ in me? Mm-hmm. And Kurt plunged the cup down into the pitcher and it just, you know, the water envelops the cup. Right. And he goes, all right, now, is the water in the cup or is the cup in the water? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes, the answer is yes, right, it's right. both. That's yeah. good, Kurt. And, uh, and that really, I, I wrote it in my Bible, even uh, <laughs> the, the, the picture example of being yeah. in Christ, because it really did feel like I could see it now. Mm-hmm. I was literally washing dishes and that hit me. <laughs> really? I was doing that like Wednesday wow. last week. I was thinking, this is a good way I think of thinking it. Cause mm-hmm. I'm, I'm too, me too. Like kind of going, how do we explain that? How, you know, it's such a crazy picture the way that mm-hmm. Paul, and I think he's always just trying to bring us back to this idea of like, you don't live outside of this right. ever. Right. Like you're always in Christ and he's always in you. And yeah. anyway, so and yeah, one of the, hopefully that made sense. And I don't know if you, when you thought about this, maybe you thought about it in the moment, but he took the cup inside the pitcher and said, sometimes oh, yeah. you'll even have bad days. And he knocked the cup over, still completely enveloped in the oh, water. Awesome. And he goes, yeah. even in the bad days, mm-hmm. you're still in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like how you respond now would be like this because everything's really yeah. okay in right. the heavenlies and in your heart. It's just, yeah, maybe the situation has you on your side man, you're still in Christ. Still in Christ. That was good. And we'll actually have a a discussion question in just a few minutes um, that actually is about kind of how we deal Mm -hmm. with struggles uh, being in Christ. All right. So uh, love to do this. Now we jump to this week. Mm -hmm. And I know we kind of have two different, uh, maybe uh, sermon points this week from different campuses, the way way it fleshes out in you guys, which is great. But I want to hit those three points real quick so that, you know, everybody who's listening, whether they're from East or South or someone's watching just from another church, they can hear kind of how we're uh, parsing out these three things that yeah. we're seeing uh, in this section. So, uh, you know, Gary, why don't you go first with the three? Okay. Uh, the main point that I'm hitting is real life is found in Christ. And right. Paul says that. He, he, he's, he's telling uh, even the chapter before, that's kind of what he's saying. Like yeah. all this stuff's going to try to pull you away, philosophy, traditions. And then he gets to these things that are like going to doom you. And so, uh, real life is found in Christ. So he's, you know, my three points are, he talks about killing some sin in your life yeah. that you kill it. Why would you do that? Why, why would you want to kill us? Why would you want to, cause it's killing you. Yeah. And then he says, put off, he says, uh, to throw off, uh, to take off this, you know, you know, before we were in Christ, we have this old nature and he says, you, you got to take that off. And then he says, put on, put on this new nature, put on Christ. And so that's, that's where I'm going this Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Kill, t- take off, put on. Yes. Kill, take off, put yeah. on. Yeah, and obviously it's the it's the same nature of the same message, right. obviously the same verses, but um, I, I'm just kind of maybe wording some things differently where um, here we're going to look at just the sort of the steps that Paul's taken here about like this new life that we live. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, you know, I'm going to I'm going to try to bring that out a lot as he talks about like in verse 10, he says, we have put on the new self. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? What is the the new self? So my, my main points this week are um, we are new in Christ, and that means we have a new position. He talks about you're seated with Christ in heaven realms new position and we have a new personal identity mm-hmm. and from that we have a new mindset we have new priorities mm-hmm. and from that we have new practices mm-hmm. so a new identity which creates new priorities new perspectives in our mind and our hearts mm-hmm. which creates new practices yeah um and he, he mentions both negative and positive right. on the practices of like old practices put right. off these things and put on these things mm-hmm. right negative and positive so yeah just a simple kind of walking through how he's sort of arguing for being new in Jesus, mm-hmm. what that looks like. Yeah. yeah. All right. So when he starts chapter three, he's really, again, transitioning from chapter two in the, mm-hmm. um, in that robust Christology, right? Like the, yeah. the, the bigness and the supremacy yeah. of Christ and then how uh, we have that in that newness. And then, then it transitions to just the first words of three, one. So if you have been raised with Christ, 
-hmm. if you have been, Mm -hmm. some may say, therefore, since you have been, Mm -hmm. but since you've been raised with Christ, since we now have this new life, right? Resurrected life. Now we set our minds on things above and we, we seek those things above. So just from there following through, through 17, what is a verse that just maybe jumps out at you that maybe speaks to that? Now, since you've been raised with Christ, now what? Like, what is... In this in this passage, yeah, and well, one through seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yes, right, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, the, the verse that I I thought was strong to me was he said, "For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God." Yeah. And when I think about that, because people always say that doesn't work in the real world. Like they'll talk about Christianity, say that doesn't work. In the world. Yeah. When the truth is, yeah. this is the real world. Yeah, that you're there. There is no life outside of Jesus Christ. There's none. I don't care what you have, what you do, how successful you are, whatever. I'm telling you, there's no life outside of Jesus Christ, and that's the point Paul is making right there. Mm -hmm. That, uh, and that's why we set our sights on things above. That's why we think about, like we talk about position and practices, all those things, or or we're willing to kill or or throw off or put on because, man, this is real life. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the real life. Yeah, we in uh, in our Revelation series, we kept using. Uh, just a stupid phrase, but it was just accurate. Uh, realer than real. Mm. And I think right. that was uh, Colossians 3, 3 and 4, right? Mm, yes. um, he's really just saying that and Jesus is realer than real. Like whatever you think is real, mm-hmm. he's realer than that. Like it's better yeah. than that. I know in mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis talks about this. Like I think there will be a day when we'll finally get that. When, when we're in it, heaven, uh, right. when we're in heaven, and when they, then we will realize like this is real. What what we lived in in the real world, like this is a world. This is like our life now. Right. But it's almost like we'll look back on this life and and for the first time see it as it really is. Right. Like mm-hmm. man, that was never who I was meant to be and what everything was meant. You know, this is real life in mm-hmm. Christ. So for me, um, just there, there's so many good memory verses. I think in this chapter, so many good verses. Um, if I had to pick one, I just love verse 16. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, again, that's more on the practical side of things, but still such a deep thought right. about just God's word. And he says the word of Christ, which I think is just the fullness of the gospel mm-hmm. and and everything about Jesus and who he is and, and what he taught and all, you know, just letting that dwell in us. And he says, dwell in you richly. Richly is one of Paul's favorite words, by the way, in mm-hmm. Ephesians and Colossians, he uses the word rich a lot. And it's usually about God's grace and his mercy, but here is like us kind of doing something that's dwelling in it, but it's in us richly, mm-hmm. like producing all the riches of the knowledge and the wisdom and the joy and the grace of God yeah. in us. I, anyway, yeah. just love, mm-hmm. I love that's that good. thought. Yeah. And things that are alive dwell, right? right? It didn't say, yeah. hey, let yeah, this right, be right, a right. canister of an old <laughs> death right, thing. Right. Yeah. It's like, no, let yeah. him dwell. He dwells, he lives yeah. richly in you. One of my favorites, and, and it's, really kind of a life verse for me is right after that in verse 17, mm-hmm. he says, and whatever you do, mm-hmm. and he says in word or deed. So really whatever you say mm-hmm. and whatever your actions are, yeah, right. he says, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not only do you do it in his name, but mm-hmm. then you give him thanks mm-hmm. right. to God, the father through mm-hmm. Christ. Through him. Yep. Uh, and that's just, to me, it's like, it's, it's nearly Trinitarian in its language. Yeah. You were giving thanks to God through Christ for the fact that he's allowing us to do these good things and say these good things. Yeah. Um, so it is kind of a uh, action. Hey, do some good actions, but then then position yourself to the, to give the right action to the right person. Hey, I did some good deeds, right. had some good words, but that's because Christ is working through me right. to all honor and praise to the Father. So anyway, it's cool. good stuff, y'all. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much an overview. There's no way in a podcast 
that in, not even in a sermon can you really do justice to this chapter or any of the others yeah, yeah. um but yeah. I, when i was highlighting and i was just trying to get like the highlights when you highlight i highlighted the whole right. it's like i know every you just keep going this, yeah. that's what like, i'm saying this chapter uh, in particular i mean all uh, colossians is such a gem man but there's so many good memory verses yeah i hope as you guys are reading through this you're, you're me- memorizing some of these and just putting them in your heart like again letting the word of christ dwell in you richly mm-hmm. that's a memory verse and something to actually do let it w- dwell in you richly yeah and also too so cool. this week like some some of colossians is hard to understand just because if you don't know the background this week's not that way week. <laughs> this yeah. week is don't do this stop lying do this. <laughs> stop doing this start doing that yeah. and uh, i was uh, i was telling trey this at lunch that uh, i was listening to the braves rain delay listening to greg maddox uh, one of the greatest pitchers of all time if you don't think about baseball 355 wins <laughs> and he was talking about how he got good and he said he did one thing that made him better as a baseball player every day. He said if, he said if it was just simple, yeah, just one simple. thing. And I'm yeah. reading this, just, and you could just take, just do one thing. Just do one thing. I mean, I know there's a lot there, yeah. but if you want to simplify it, stop doing this or start doing that. You, you know, let the Word of Christ, read the Word, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's so simple this week. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. You know, a lot of people get tripped up, and this I hope this is not a rabbit trail. So if it is, y'all tell me, stop, keep going. Um, but... A lot of people struggle with, in, in this chapter particularly even, who's doing it, right? Because right? there's yeah. some really practical yeah. oh, things. He right. says, kill, kill these things yeah. as if like, this should not even be a part anymore. Right. Right? Like some Christians will, will you know, we get to, to that. Well, let's just look at what it is right quick first so we have context. But put to death, verse five, he says, put yeah. to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly, fornication, imp- impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. And he says, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. Right? Yeah, like, no. it's it's not an it's it's not an option. Right. He's not giving it an option. Yeah. Kill these things. And I love how the New Living Translation translates this verse, especially it says, "lurking in you," because they're in us. Ooh, they're yeah. in all of us. Yeah. It's in all of us, and and if you don't kill it, then it's it's going to try to kill you. Mm, yeah. That's what's that's what's mm. going on. Who is that? But. Bunyan, who was who said the? Uh, oh, John Owen. John Owen, be killing sinner, it will be killing. That's be right. Killing okay. sinner, it'll be yeah. killing you. To and that, so good, good little segue there. So John Owen, um, in the book that he wrote, there it's the mortification of sin. And right. you asked, who's doing this? And people might struggle with this idea of like, am I killing sinners? God killing the sinner, or like what? Well, that book is written on Romans eight thirteen, for instance, right? So Romans eight thirteen is. The, where the mortification of sin idea comes from. Mm-hmm. Mortify the deeds of the flesh is that verse. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says this. He says by the Spirit. If by the Spirit we put to death the misdeeds of our body, we will live, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think of Philippians uh, 2.13. It is God who works yeah, in you right. to will and to work right. according to his... So who's working? Me, yes, mm-hmm. by him, right. by his power, Romans 8.13. By the Spirit, I put yep. to death. I'm really doing something right. yeah. by the Spirit who mm-hmm. lives in me. Yeah. So the answer is, am I doing it? He's doing it, and I'm doing it. Yes, right. it's that it's the it's a partnership. The, the cup in yeah. the He's doing it pitcher in again. me to yeah. do it, right? And <laughs> right. creating in me the power and the will to do it. Yes, because apart yeah. from Christ, is what I think what you were saying with real life. Right. Yeah. Apart from Christ, you can't you Which can't is, yeah. kill these things. Exactly right. how he ends chapter two. These things can't stop sensual indulgence. They can't do it. Right. right. And then he gives a chapter three going, now it's now here's how you do it. You live in him. Like right. you just stay in mm-hmm. him. And mm-hmm. that's that's real life. So mm-hmm. All right, so that's the kind of theology of yeah. some of these things, and it we see there's some then some sort of partnership, and some people might be afraid of that word, but I mean, if he tells us to kill it, and he's empowering us to do the killing, mm-hmm. there's a, there's some partnership there. Sure. So there's right. things we have to do, and there's practices we can put there's in place. Real and, action required. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, and it can't be apart from Christ. If we try right. to do it apart from Christ, we won't be able to do it, like you mm-hmm. were saying. 
Um, and then if we try to do, if we try to do these things apart from Christ in order to earn his favor, right. then we're in a whole different right. dangerous game. I agree. The Colossians might actually be part of what Paul was arguing against the Jewish. It loses its power at that point, right? Because, you know, the, the power of this for us to do these things is because of who we already are, not, you know what I mean? Right. Not that we're trying to earn something. Exactly. We're trying to earn salvation. Right. Whatever. We are that. We, yeah. we have salvation. That's his point, I think, in chapter three. Yeah. Because we're yeah. in that picture. Yep. We yep. have all the power yep. we need to yep. kill, to take off, right. and to put on. You know, on the other side is what I do like, there is some personal mm-hmm. um, that you can't just say, you know, God, you do it, God. You, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to pray yeah. that yeah. there's, there's some, uh, some personal responsibility that you got to want these things to die in your life. Yeah. You, you do. You, you've got to want to take off. Like you've got, you've right. got to feel bad. Like, you know, I, I've shared before, you know, I have anger issues and, and I'm working on it. I felt like, Lord, I've, I've brought me a long way, but you, that's got to bother you or you mm. won't change. Mm. You know what I mean? I, Cause yeah. I look at it and go, that's not surrendered to Christ. That's not what Christ wants for me. Yeah. That's not the life he wants for me or the people that are around me. Yep. And, and so th- to me, it, it is when you, I'm not scared of partnership is what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah, and it's like um, you you don't go into a strip club and go, Lord, help me not to lust. Right. Right? Like, that's yeah. not how it works. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nor do you sit on your sofa and go, Lord, help me not to be a slothful. Right. <laughs> like, no, right. get up. Do something. Yep. All right. Well, then let's actually talk about then some of these practical ways in which we can do it. And these are going to come from our discussion questions. Um, and so if you're, you know, if you're following along uh, with a small group or your family or just for personal reflection, uh, we're going to try to match up these questions as best we can from uh, the website. So it's eastridge.church slash Colossians. You'll find them there and you can use them in your group. So the first one for today, and we're going to kind of cram the first two questions together because yeah. uh, one, it just talks about um, we say the gospel's good news, but how does that good news then affect us like in our daily lives? And the second part really of that question is, then how do we make the good news practical? Like, mm. yay, this is good information we read. That's good stuff. But how do I make it, you know, how do I make it practical? Oh, when you say that, the first thing I think of, well, you, you read verse 17, right? Where he mm. says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Like, why would I do it in the name of the Lord Jesus? I do it in the name of the Lord Jesus because of who he is and what he's done, right? Like, he has now changed my mindset, my heart, everything. Like, I want to honor him. Right. I want to glorify him because of who he is, because he's the image of the invisible God, because he's reconciled me to God, because he gave his body to die on a tree, right? Like all these things he's already said in Colossians. Mm-hmm. And then he's saying, now do everything in his name. So there's the gospel. And how does the gospel then, because it, it makes me just look at Jesus and marvel at him mm-hmm. because of all the good news that he is and mm-hmm. what he's done. And then I go, man, I want my life to please him right. and honor that. God, right. that man, that mm-hmm. that Christ, that Savior that really died for me and gave his life for me because it's good news. And I think the good news, it, it fleshes out in, in a good, in a life lived to please him in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. Like a life honoring to him. He, he uses the phrase in a lot of his letters, Paul does, of living a life worthy of the gospel or worthy of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's exactly it where if I really get that good news, man, I, I want to please him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... You know, to that verse you use, just to tag onto that, where it talks about giving thanks, it's gratitude. It's gratitude. It is. Yeah. It's gratitude. It's like, I want to do this because he has saved me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. I, I know, like, I know that it's not because of me and my good works or what I've right. done or what I have to offer him or anything like that. It's because of what he did on the cross, his rising from the dead. Yeah. 
And it's just, to me, that's how it's practical. It's like, man, mm-hmm. I wake up every morning, you're, I'm grateful to be safe, so I'm going to try to follow Jesus. Mm. Yeah. So the good news then is believing, you're, you're believing that it is good news. Right. Yeah. We know it is good news, but you're believing it. You're yeah. remembering again yeah. that it's good news right. every day you wake up. Uh, let the mercies be new every morning, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, this is still good news. And then acting in a way that shows that it is good news, right, right to yep. others. Okay, well, I think that's a good uh, good start. Well, thanks, okay, good job, guys. <laughs> hey, well done. That was the right answer. Thanks, Check. Um, so now we're kind of into some of those points that you guys made. So how does a new personal identity or how, you know, Gary, when we, when we kill those things, have that new personal identity, how does it change the way that you think? And just a heads up, the next question is going to be, how does it affect how you act? So right. first of all, right thinking. Yeah. How does that new perspective, that new life change the way you think? Well, I, you know, Kurt mentioned this at the beginning that when you're saved, you, you have a new identity. You do. And that changes the way you think like that. um, You know, he says, set your um, hearts on things above, set your mind on things above where Christ is seated, that we have this new identity. And so that's how our thinking changed. Like I'm a different person. I'm a follower of Jesus. I've been saved. And so to me, that effect, that's, that's how your actions get affected is because, because the way my thoughts are that I'm, I'm different. And where the enemy is really good is, twisting that and making us think that no you're not or that didn't really happen and so then they, then you set your sights low yeah. and that's that's what i think paul's addressing that you know you can set your sights high you set your sights low and he says keep them up here thinking about heaven thinking about christ and everything and then it, to me everything just falls down yeah so it's getting the top right, right. getting the thought yeah. process at the top right yeah there's so many verses in this chapter where he makes it that exact point you just read three one and two there gary um also verse 10 again where he says we've put on the new self mm. being which is being renewed in knowledge so there's like mindset right, right. being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator there's identity mm-hmm. like i'm being renewed in the way that i think in the image of my creator. And um, I bring this point out in the sermon um, as well this week of, he's, he's kind of making the same point from Ephesians 4. And he fleshes it out a little bit more in Ephesians 4. I actually want to read that just because I think it's really helpful to us. Here's how he puts it. Um, in Ephesians 4, he says, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. This is verse 23 of Ephesians 4. To be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So there's mm. that identity again. I'm being created like God in righteousness and holiness, being made more and more like him all the time. We call mm-hmm. this sanctification. It's our Christian word for it. Right. Um, and what does that mean? How does that sanctifying process work? It's a, it's a constant renewal of my mind, mm-hmm. a constant right. like changing the way I think about me, about you, about the world, about suffering and pain, about... Uh, and and this, this fleshes itself out pretty clearly, I think, in the Christian life right. that we should be people who think differently. About the world and about life and about ourselves, about sex, about marriage, about money, about Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, We think differently. The Roman, if you read Roman histories, that's, that is pretty clear in first century where they were looking at the Christians and Romans were constantly going like, we are confounded by these people. Right. (laughs) Christians Mm -hmm. confuse us how they think. They just Mm -hmm. think differently than we do. Um, So anyway, Mm -hmm. just that's, that's That's that sanctifying process is Mm -hmm. he's constantly renewing our minds. So, uh, so I want to, push back just a little bit there and see if we can flesh it out just a touch more Yeah. because what if I can't think, what if I don't think that way? Like what, like you're saying, well, even when Paul says, set your minds mm-hmm. on things above in the heavens, I mean, I'm not thinking about like fluffy clouds and yeah. angels or like he, t- he warned me not to think about that a minute right, ago. Right, so yeah, what yeah. does he mean when he's thinking like, how do I do that? How's this renewing of your mind? Is it just reading a book? Is it reading the Bible more? Like, how do mm-hmm. I do that renewing of the mind thing? 
Is there a practice? Is there a spiritual discipline? Yeah. Is there something that can help me? I think there is. I mean, I think I think it is from reading God's Word. Um, you know, the Scripture uh, in the Old Testament, you know, as a person thinks, so they become. And I think when you start your day, that you're going to start your day in God's Word, you're going to start your day in prayer, you're going to, you're going to set the day, and you just don't set it and forget it. But you mm. you got to have some moment where you're setting it, where you're setting a day. Mm -hmm. This is what I... This is the way I want to live. This is who I am. It's my identity. And so I, I think it is that, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, it's certainly not fluffy clouds or anything like that, mm -hmm. but, but you think, Hey, I think it's a, a reminder that hey, I'm a follower of Christ, that, that I, I, I made a commitment. I was going to follow him. He's, he made a commitment. He was going to save me. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how you're starting your day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's Paul, again, he's trying to argue against this, that, that sort of like weird ethereal, uh, philosophical mindset to mm -hmm. like a real tangible reality Yeah, where he says, you have been raised with Christ mm -hmm. and he sits now at the right hand of God on the throne in flesh, like Christ is physical man, God forever. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, he's already said that God dwells in him bodily now. So it's like he's there, he's on the throne, and you are hidden with him. Mm -hmm. Your life is now in him. Right. Like this is not some you know philosophical idea. This is real reality. So mm -hmm. our mindset is not rooted in some make-believe thing. It's rooted in actual reality. Yeah. And that's where he's going, man. If this is actually true of you, that's what you think on. That's mm -hmm. what you hope in. That's what where like Philippians 3:20, where he goes, Man, our citizenship is in heaven. heaven. Mm -hmm. It's there now. Yeah. And when Christ returns, our bodies will be like his body. We will be glorified in him. Like, And so we hope in that and mm -hmm. we keep our minds on that. And that allows us then, right, to live in a way that where we think, okay, Philippians 3, where he goes, um, or Philippians 4, where he says, you know, think on things that are noble and right and mm -hmm. pure and just and lovely and commendable, right? It's like, just, we can think this way because this mm -hmm. is really who we are. Mm -hmm. Our identity is in him. Yeah. So we can change the way we think. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. when I got saved... I'm sorry I interrupted you, Trey. No, yeah, when I got saved, um, one of the first things I did, I was in high school, I started reading the New Testament, mm -hmm. right? and I, I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I tell this story all the time because in reading that, I had a foul mouth. In reading the Bible, I didn't read the Bible because I had a foul mouth, but in reading the Bible, I realized I had a foul mouth. <laughs> right. you know, and it changed what, it look, changes immediately, the yeah. change was there. I thought, I don't see Jesus talking like this. Word yeah. of Christ yeah. dwelling yeah. in yeah. your soul. Right. I, I tell people yeah. that... That was one of the first things that I changed. I started to realize that I've got to start changing the way I talk. I have the mm -hmm. same same testimony. Yeah. 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 I remember that too. Yeah. Just going, man, I don't talk the way I'm speaking. You know, right. I remember thinking that. Yeah. yeah. And we do, I mean, we think about all sorts of stuff in the day. Yes. Our minds can wander yeah. and uh, and then it's not like, okay, well, that was sinful. It's like, no, capture your thoughts now. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's yeah. think about what is real. What's the realest real thing? Christ. Okay, he's even in the heavenlies. Yeah. Yes, I need to be thinking about these good things, yeah. pleasant and things. Paul mentions Thanksgiving a lot. You right. said thankfulness a minute. I mean, that's yeah. such a mindset, right? right? Of yep. just constant right. thankfulness because of Jesus right. and, and who he is. So. Yeah. And you can't be thankful um, and not be thinking about that person mm -hmm. or that, mm -hmm. yeah, that person, Jesus. Yeah. And it'd be crazy <laughs> right. to be thankful to him and also not be submitted to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, thanks for what you did, but I'm not going to yeah. listen to you. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's real gratitude. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like not. we want to actually live according to him. So. All right, so that was the thinking part. The next question then is, how does a new, how, how do new priorities, or um, you know, if we uh, if we take off the old thing and right. we're having the new priorities, how, how do these new priorities change the way then you act? Oh goodness, uh, yeah, I, I just uh, 
uh, to me, one of the best little verses on this in the whole Bible, Philippians 1, 9 through 11, Paul kind of fleshes this out. You like, want to just study Philippians? Is that a, I, I know, I like Philippians. <laughs> Philippians, <laughs> Ephesians, Colossians, there's so many back and forth of these yeah, yeah. books. Um, but Paul says in there, um, he wants their love to abound more and more with knowledge and discernment. There's our mindset, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that we may discern what is best. Think about what's excellent or like be able to approve what is what is actually like kind of weighing our priorities, mm -hmm. right? What is best? And then he says, so that you may live a life that is pleasing to God and fruitful, bearing fruit in him, right? So again, he's, he's just making this, this argument of like, man, if my love and knowledge is rooted in Christ and he changes my priorities, then I can actually live a life practically mm -hmm. that bears the fruit of being pleasing to him and doing things that are actually good and right. So mm -hmm. again, I think it's just to where we go, man, I'm thankful and I'm joyful in Christ. I know who I am. I know what he's done for me. And so I'm just looking at him. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him. I'm living from this identity and then going, man, he's my, he's my God. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's also my Lord. Mm. So I'm going to then, you know, whether I'm reading the Gospels or I'm reading right. the epistles that are telling me things to do, or I'm just seeing it in Christ because I see his example in the Gospels. I'm going, man, I want to live like that. Yeah. I want to, in everything that I do, how I speak, right. how I act, how I treat people, I want to honor him. Yeah. So, and I think the same thing I want to add. I think too, when you're around other believers, you'll, 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 you'll see something. You're like, man, I want to be like that. Yeah. Mm. You, 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 and it, 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 it your mindset, yeah. like you want, and then you see, you see it fleshed out in another person. I mean, I've, I've done that so many times where I've ran somebody and they've got a quality and it comes from Christ. I'm like, man, I want to be like that. Mm -hmm. yep. and, and, mm -hmm. and that desire of changing your thought will lead to a desire of changing your actions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So on the, on the Kurt and Gary level, where are some priorities that you had misplaced before? And now you feel like with, with your new position, new uh, uh, priorities, how does it then act? What are some actions that have changed in you because you changed that priority? Hmm. I can say for me, um, just self-centeredness for one, mm -hmm. um, selfishness, pride, um, wanting to get my way or things like that. I remember definitely in high school, like it was really where I got, I would say I got serious about following Jesus and even competitiveness, right? Like just that was so important, mm -hmm. winning and being first or whatever. Um, to like learning humility. I mean, I, I remember humility just being one of the most convicting things to me hmm. um, in my early kind of discipleship path of following Jesus. Um, I became a Christian when I was younger, but it wasn't until I was probably 17, 18, where I was like, okay, man, I need to be like more serious about this. And, and was starting to be discipled in that. And that was it for me, like humility going, oh my goodness, like looking at how humble Jesus was. Right. And that, like, that is a mindset mm -hmm. of, I, you know, he did not consider equality with God a thing to be, sorry, I'm quoting Philippians again, but <laughs> equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that, I want to be like that. Mm -hmm. And that is something you have to be. Scripture itself humbles us. It humbles mm -hmm. me. Right. Um, where we just see who Jesus is over and over again. And the, the Bible's, it's a mirror in some ways, but not in the ways that we want it to be. <laughs> you know? Not the mirror that we hold up and go, oh, I look great. Oh, it's a mirror that we hold up and go, oh my oh, goodness, man. like I'm not. What a wretched Jesus. Man yeah, what a wretched man I am. So, yeah, oh, gosh, I think humility has probably been something I still struggle so much with, but it is constantly a conviction that the Spirit impresses on me to mm. put off yourself, right? Uh, put on Christ. Yeah, you have priorities that's you know, I've, you, act. I've, you know, I've told you I struggle with anger, but yeah, I'm looking at this list. I could go with any of these. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah, right. I, yeah, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I even think like sexual immorality. Just you know, making this commitment that. You know, I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, my phone or whatever. Um, and, you know, 
you know, we, it's got the word lust or evil desires, but I, you know, I could go with any of these just, but I think when, when you're reading the word, when you're around other believers, it's going to come up, man. The Holy Spirit does a great job of telling us mm-hmm. oh, the yeah. areas of our life we need to change. Yeah, and, true. and so I, I'm not saying you shouldn't, because we've talked about having some responsibility. That's not my point. I'm waiting on the Holy Spirit to tell me. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying He's going to, right, and yeah. it's going to be evident. And over and over again, it's going to keep happening until we change. Yeah. If we're in yeah. the yeah. Word, that's right. He's going to convict us. Yeah, yeah. and even he greed. Will. He's got greed in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, who yeah. isn't greedy at times? Yeah, which he says that's which idolatry. Is, yeah, idolatry. <laughs> which, which again, Paul says multiple times right, in other right. books. Yeah. yeah, greed and idolatry. Like, and that's right there. That's right there at the first commandment. Yeah. It's yeah. ugly. Like that's the big deal. Ugly. Yeah, Jesus said that. You can't serve God money. Like there's ones are God. Yeah, you know. For me, definitely, it was it was the way I spent my time and money. Like when my priority to Christ. This is a, this is after being a Christian. I mean, but it, yeah. it took me time to to kill some of those things and and take off those things and put on the new. But putting on the new, reading the New Testament, um, it was really hard for me to see a bunch of rich people in the New Testament. Not that there weren't any. Sure. He just is really difficult. It's really difficult to live that yeah. life. Um, and so that changes then the way in which I prioritize the way I spend my money, the amount of time I spend on entertainment. Like those were like some self, some things I had to sacrifice that I still would love to do. You know, sure. the, the flesh still wants me to go and play golf every day or to go, you know, uh, binge on Netflix all weekend. Like that's yeah. what the flesh wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is hard. It's, it's a physical, it's a, uh, a literal taking of all, taking off. No, that's old stuff, man. That's old stuff, right? right? The new stuff is so much better. It's mm-hmm. so much more rich. And just even John, John talks like this in First John chapter three, and he says, we are children of God. That's who we are now is what he says. And he says, and we will be like him and we will see him as he is. Like this whole beautiful mm-hmm. hopefulness, right? And then he says in verse four, I believe it is, he goes, now everybody who has that hope purifies himself. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's so practical. That's now like, oh, like I'm going to live my life to be pure like Christ mm-hmm. is pure and be holy as he is. Mm-hmm. But because I know I am his son, I'm God's son already. And so again, it's a mindset. It's, right. it's yeah. knowing I'm not living to be loved by God or to right. become his son. Mm-hmm. I am that because I love Jesus mm-hmm. and I'm in Christ. So now I want to live with purity because I'm his son. Yeah. And that it, gives me joy. Right. I was in the end, end result of that is not that it's for that purpose, but the end result of living that holiness, life of holiness right. is a, a fulfilled life, right. a shalom, right. a peace that's right. like yeah. passes. There's no way to explain that yeah. kind of peace. Right. But it, it but it will look different to the world. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It just look different. There's mm-hmm. such a huge difference of living from the identity that we have in Christ and living for something, right? Living from I'm loved and I'm his son versus living for, I want to be, I want to be loved by God or I want to be loved by somebody or something. Right. And there's just such a huge difference there. Yeah. All right. Uh, Great, great answers, guys. Those were also correct. Thank you, Trey. Well done. Uh, Our last question for today then will be just, and this is kind of a big overarching, uh, really maybe for the whole series, but if we are, uh, if Christ is in us and we are in Christ, if we are new, particularly this week, if we're new in Christ, mm-hmm. um, how do we now deal with some of life's struggles? And when I say life struggles, these are things like, you know, you'll, be, you'll have bouts of depression. You'll you'll yeah. maybe have identity issues at times, maybe family issues, marital issues, financial problems, grief. Like these are real world things, not realer than real, but they're real stuff to us. How do we deal with those kind of struggles if we're now new in Christ? I think remembering that Christ is in you, that, you know, the 
the promise of Jesus coming in is that God would be with us, that he's with us, yeah. mm. that he's in it. Like that, but, you know, the, the series we talked about Christ in you, and the, there's a lot of good other reasons that he's, Christ is in you. But one of the things is that he's, he's, Jesus, he made the promise, I'll never leave you, forsake you. I mean, that whatever we're going through, that yeah. he said he'd be there with us. And, and if you have Christ, you have Christ with you. And, and in the midst of that, uh, it, it gives you, to me, it gives you hope that yeah. uh, I can trust him, that he's working in my life. It doesn't mean that I'm, you know, Jesus even said, in this world you have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Yeah. That it's not like, hey, Christ is with me, I'm never going to have trouble. No, Christ is with me, I'm going to have trouble, but he's with me. Mm, yeah. And so I think that's uh, part of remembering that and, and, and leaning in on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to do, though. It, it is, it, buddy. That's the truth, <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think I could answer it better than that. I mean, but um, I, we were kind of joking around a little bit right before we started about, have you ever been, have you ever had a prisoner tell you to be thankful Mm. This exactly what Colossians is. It's mm-hmm. Paul sitting in prison saying, be thankful. Right. And you think about that and you go, this dude's in prison mm-hmm. writing, be thankful. He's in prison writing Philippians, which is a book of joy, right? Of just, I rejoice over mm-hmm. and over again in that book. And you're like, man, that is, I think there is something to gratitude mm-hmm. that changes right. our hearts and our mindsets up, even when we go through some of the hardest things in life. Mm-hmm of being able to remember exactly what you just said, Gary, this hopefulness we have in Jesus and being grateful for him and knowing, like Paul says in Second uh, Corinthians, these light, the, all of our afflictions are light and momentary mm-hmm. compared to the surpassing glory that will be revealed in us. Mm. And he's just talking about eternity. Yeah, There's going to be a day where we look back and go, I don't know if we'll forget everything. I don't think we right, will. Right. I think we'll remember it, but we'll go, it was light and momentary. Mm-hmm. And I rejoice that I knew Jesus and am still in Christ and that's never changed. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. some of that then sounds like, again, boy, so much is about how we think, right? Like right. we have yes. to think that is true, yeah. that the, that there's hope in the future and the glory. Yeah. Um, it's not in this present moment, Yeah. but will be one day. It's really is one day. It's going to be, yeah. right? it's not right. like hope, like, oh, I hope it rains. Yeah. It's like, no, it's going to happen. Yeah. Keep hoping and looking towards that. No matter what the, if right. your cup is turned over that right. day, right? Like you still, Paul says. I was also going to say too. Yeah, I'm sorry that if I was in a new believer and I was struggling, even if I wasn't struggling, because you're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. All the more reason to get in a small group. Mm-hmm. All the more oh, reason to get community. around other believers yes. and 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 ask them. How's God helped you in this situation? You had trouble yeah. in your marriage. How do he help you? You you've been yeah. depressed. How do he help you? Yeah. You, you know, and uh, and you'll see. And that is, you know, this is sideways, but that's one of the things I love about Celebrate Recovery is that they do a teaching on recovery, and then they do a testimony on how it worked. <laughs> and so the same thing: right. get in a group, talk to somebody. You're not alone. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. Community, absolutely key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. So if you're not going through these discussion questions with a small group, it'd be a great idea to do so. That's so right. uh, we yeah. are coming it's right out too, of... I know we're not officially signing <laughs> up for a group. It's not too late to sign up for a group. Not too late. Never too late. Jump in. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining on the podcast today. Thanks for uh, having us. I think this is just excellent stuff. Thank you for making it uh, applicable in your own lives. And so you are kind of saying, here's here's the ways we've done this before. We, things you've, <laughs> you've learned along the way. Yeah. Um, and just remember in everything you do in word or deed... <laughs> To what is unto the That's Lord. Right. Yep. Thanks, Rick. All right, y'all. I'll see you. <laughs> see you. Thanks, man.